1: With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton.
0: September 10th, 2020, season 16, episode number 20. Welcome to another edition of The Break. I am live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. Got my crew with me Nick Eatman, Dave Hellman, Amber Garcia. We got an hour hour of Cowboys talk with you guys today. A lot to get into. We will be joined here in the maybe later in the first segment, but definitely by the second segment by Bucky Brooks. Uh, He is our our guy that we bring in to talk about uh, or to scout for the other team. Uh, he's going to give us a scouting report on the Rams' defense today versus the Cowboys' offense. Before we get to that, though, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, some injury updates from uh, Coach McCarthy. We'll talk a little bit about the Rams' matchup uh, with these guys. Um, and in the third segment, we're going to do something a little new today. We've got a game for you guys called I Know, I Think, I Have No Idea. We'll do that all in the final segment. How's everybody doing today? We doing Good.
4: We're doing great. Good. Thrilled to be here. Awesome.
0: Great. Grand. To get this thing rolling, we're going to do this. How are you,
2: this... Derek? How are you? No one ever asks you. How are you doing, Derek?
0: Wow, that really touches me, Amber, because nobody really ever asked me how I'm doing. So I appreciate you. <laughs> look at the look on Dave's face. Um, so I appreciate you asking how I'm doing. I'm doing <laughs> great. I'm doing great. Happy to be back at the Star and happy to be on the show with you guys one more day. So let's jump no one, into this thing. No
4: one ever asks you because. No one ever asks you because you're the most consistent person in the world. I mean, you're always the same. You might be frustrated about a couple of things, but you're always the same. So it's that's what we always know what, how you are. You're good.
0: I guess that's a compliment. I hope that's a compliment. All right. Let's jump in. I, I do want to do something a little different today, and I'm going to do this every day. We're going to go around Robin. Um, not everybody today. Every day we're going to have a different person do it, but every day we're going to start the show, and I'm going to throw out a question to one of you guys um, that's just going to be kind of what's on your radar for today. Today, Nick, it's your day. So tell us what's on your radar for today. What? It, by the way, this can be anything. If you notice something on social media this morning that really piqued your curiosity, feel free to talk about it. But, Nick, what's on your radar for today?
4: Well, I think judging from what the, the story that came out yesterday with Dak Prescott did and did an interview uh, with his brother and talked about a lot of different subjects. And so it was a, a touching article and, and, and video. So if, if you uh, we get a chance to actually talk to Dak today, and I'm sure a lot of that stuff's going to come out. So um, I think that that is something that will be on our, our radar right there, just what Dak says. And, you know, as he gets ready for this first game, I mean, he's got other stuff on his mind as well.
0: Yeah, I don't know if you guys heard that interview. I was listening to it this morning on, uh, on the radio when I was on my way into the office. And, I, I mean, literally, I, I was almost in tears listening to his brother uh, talk about uh, his brother Jace, who, who had um, taken his own life a little earlier this year. I think it was draft day, actually, uh, when this all happened, or at least when the news broke. And uh, just hearing him talk about how excruciating that was for him, um, was very, very emotional. And uh, so I, I, I'm, I'm looking forward, to to hearing Dax talk a little bit more because I'm sure he'll have some questions. There'll be some questions for him on how he's managing and how he's dealing with all of that uh, while he's trying to also go on with his life and, and, and get ready for an NFL season. So uh, it'll definitely be interesting to hear a little bit more from him. Before we get to Bucky, um, I do want to talk uh, to you guys a little bit about uh, some injury updates. Um, as well as talking a little bit about what, uh, what we expect this matchup to be this weekend versus the Rams. Let's start first with Mike McCarthy. Uh, he talked about uh, some guys that came back from injury yesterday. Bay, uh, Wujia, um, Xavier Woods, and Amari Cooper all returned to practice. Dave, what did he say about what those guys uh, or those guys coming back and what their, uh, what their outlook is for playing this weekend?
5: I mean, in my experience, coaches don't love to say people are going to be available days ahead of time. But, I mean, you can just look at the practice report. Uh, You know, Cheeto was full for the first time since he got hurt, and Xavier Woods wasn't even on the report. Um, So when a guy's not listed, it obviously means his injury is far behind him enough that they're not even limiting him. So I expect both of those guys to be available, which, uh, you know, a week ago, that didn't necessarily seem as likely. So that's really encouraging. Uh, the one, you know, the one guy to keep an eye on is probably Jordan Lewis. I don't get the feeling that he's going to be available. But uh, with Cheeto back in the fold, you know, that still gives you four or five corners that you can work with, even without Jordan. Amber. With that being said, Jordan Lewis, um, how
0: concerned are you that he's not, maybe not going to be playing? Um, I think we probably all agree. Uh, that if he were playing, he's probably your your third cornerback. He's the cornerback that would probably come on in the instance that you're in uh, nickel defense. How concerned are you that Jordan may not play this weekend?
2: Well, I mean, it it is concerning, especially for I think he's a guy that has experience and he had a good year last year, but I am concerned just past from this weekend. Like how long is he going to he hasn't been able to practice yet and he missed a good amount of training camp, so how much is that going to push him back as far as once he's able to get in there and start practicing, it, it goes back to what I was asking yesterday. How long does it really take a guy that hasn't done much on the field to get acclimated and get back into that football condition? So that raises question marks. I have question marks about Amari Cooper. He did have a good camp and you know he, he's shown to be a great player, but at the same time, we know how much he dealt with that injury well, on the foot. And in, uh, I think now it's, what was it, a hamstring that he's Yeah, it's
5: wear? a hammy, yeah.
2: Yeah, so, but still, it, it's still same part of the body, you know, the whole leg area. So it, 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 it concerns me as far as, okay, are we going to have to deal with having to watch Amari Cooper's foot, feet, leg throughout this whole camp? Is he going to be available all year? How is that going to affect the whole uh, wide receiver group? which I know we have great guys, but at the same time, uh, it does it does concern me. All
0: right, we are now joined by Bucky Brooks. It's his second day joining us. He joined us yesterday, gave us some really great insight into the Rams defense. I'm sorry, the Rams offense. Today we're going to talk about the Rams defense. Welcome to the show, Bucky.
3: Hey, thanks for having me on.
0: Real quick, um, I'm going to get this thing started. I want to first focus in on uh, on the defensive coordinator. Uh, this last year, this last offseason, the, the Rams made the decision that they were going to move on from Wade Phillips as their defensive coordinator, a name that's very familiar to Cowboys fans, um, and they hired Brandon Staley. Let's first start by telling me a little bit about why uh, Wade's defense fell short in 2019 that ultimately led uh, to his firing.
3: You know, it's funny um, because I don't think the defense didn't play that well, but with Wade, uh, Wade Phillips, his scheme is one that is is pretty simple. They're gonna bring five-man pressures. They're gonna play a lot of man-to-man, and. Over time, teams understand exactly how to attack their defense, and so they fell off a little bit. I would say their fall off was more due to personnel. You had Aaron Donald, but you didn't have a complimentary set of rushes that could consistently get it done. Dante Fowler played well, Clay Matthews, but he didn't get the same kind of rush that he got in previous years, and so that kind of left them up there. With Brandon Staley, I think the big thing is all about Sean McVay's fascination with Vic Fangio's defense. Vic Fangio's defense has always stymied the Rams' offense in the past. He wanted to bring more energy into the coaching staff. That is why they are so young with Kevin O'Connell on offense, Brandon Staley on defense. They wanted more energy, and they felt like that energy would resonate and connect better with their players. But we will see, because Wade Phillips was one of the best to ever do it from a defensive coordinator standpoint. We'll see if the new coordinator, Staley, can give opponents problems with his schemes. Before we move
0: on to, to Nick asking his question, I did have a follow up on that. Which do you think is a bigger deal? Uh, the fact, and I'm not talking about Brandon Staley here, he's never been a D coordinator, so no one knows what he'll do, or he's never been a D coordinator, so he, he lacks experience.
3: I think the lack of experience is a big deal. Um, The more that you're around the National Football League, it's all about being able to make adjustments and make adjustments in-game. Does he have a a, a wealth of knowledge to be able to make those adjustments? If his original game plan isn't working, can he switch it up on the fly? When you think about these longtime defensive coordinators, they've seen it all. And so there's little – there's few things that you can do to surprise him. With Staley, his first game calling it, how is he able to adjust if the Cowboys do something that is unexpected? That is the big thing when you're dealing with an inexperienced coordinator.
0: Which you would expect that there will be a lot of unexpected things because nobody has seen what the Cowboys offense is going to do over under Mike McCarthy. Dave, go ahead with your question next.
5: Yeah, Bucky, I, mean, I feel like you kind of touched on it because Vic Fangio's imprint on this, in my opinion, is huge, but what i know about vic fangio is his defense has always had or at least recently had really top notch edge rushers you want to talk about khalil mack obviously von miller um not to knock aaron donald obviously he's amazing but like it doesn't look like the rams have that and you know samson nebuchadnezzar has been great as a role player for them you mentioned dante fowler they don't have him anymore How do you feel about their ability to generate pressure off the edge? Because it seems like something that they're kind of lacking right now.
3: They are lacking that. You know, no Dante Fowler. Um, Clay Matthews Jr. isn't there. So, yeah, you talk about Sampson, Abercon stepping up. And then Leonard Floyd. Um, Leonard Floyd was drafted high to be a pass rusher coming out of Georgia. Never really materialized with the Bears. But now the Rams have him. And can he be a guy that can generate pressure? For me, I think – Having schemes and doing all the stuff that you want to do that Vic Fangio has been able to do, that's great. But if you don't have the same level of talent up front, you can't play this scheme. And if they are being a little more reckless and aggressive, but they don't have the cover guys to hold up, sure you got Jalen Ramsey, but can Troy Hill hold up on that corner all by himself? Do you roll coverage to his area to help him? I mean, there are a lot of unknowns and uncertainties and question marks about this Rams defense. And when you throw that in on top of a new coordinator, I mean, I, I think they're going to be trying to figure it out as the game goes on. And that's not a good prospect when you start out a season against what I think is a very experienced coaching staff.
0: Amber, you're up. Um, well...
2: We saw the we've seen the Cowboys wide receiver group have a good camp and we've seen Dak Prescott trying to throw down the field more during this training camp. But last year, we did see the Cowboys struggle in completion and we saw them dropping several balls. So I just wanted to ask you, as far as the Rams secondary goes, how are you guys expecting them to be? How good are they expected to be as far as takeaways this year?
3: Well, obviously, they got the $100 million man in Jalen <laughs> Ramsey. Jalen Ramsey yeah. just signed that big contract. He's one of the best shutdown corners uh, in the game. The problem is they only have one of those guys, Uh, Troy Hill, and the rest of that secondary. Really, you're dealing with some newbies, some inexperienced guys. I like Taylor Rapp in the middle, but if you can get him isolated one-on-one, I think it all goes into the Cowboys' favor. We talk about these three wide receivers, Michael Gallup, C.D. Lamb, and Amari Cooper. However you elect to play your coverage, somebody is going to feast on -on one-on-one coverage. And, oh, by the way, you have to build your scheme to also stop Ezekiel Elliott However, the Rams want to play. Mike McCarthy and Kellen Moore can play chess. They have all the cards. It's just a matter of how they want to go about attacking this Rams defense because their talent is superior to the Rams defensive talent.
0: Nick. All right, I think Nick's having some technical difficulties. I'll go on with another question Yeah, we might not have Nick. Um, Real quick, let's talk about the, the, I guess, from the standpoint of um, of the Rams mess, uh, matching up against the Cowboys, I think you kind of got to the point of that uh, right there. But talk to me a little bit about what you think is the biggest area of mismatch. Like, where is where is there the biggest area that the Cowboys could expo- can exploit? Is it maybe their run defense? Is it their pass defense? Is it running up the middle? Obviously, with Aaron Donald, they're probably not. But where is the area where they're most vulnerable that the Cowboys could take advantage of?
3: I mean I think the biggest vulnerability for the Rams is certainly in the secondary and the reason it's in the secondary because I don't believe they can feel the consistent pass rush outside of Aaron Donald now by himself he's a one-man wrecking crew and so the Cowboys have to devote extra attention to make sure that they keep him contained but the rest of the guys I think you feel good even with Cam Irving playing at right tackle they don't have an imposing threat coming off the edge so if they're able to get time, and Dak Prescott has enough time to attack down the field. Michael Gallup, C.D. Lamb, I think those, those matchups are in the Cowboys' favor, and I think they could work on those matchups early and often. And if the Cowboys are able to play with the lead, I will say this. Aaron Donald is a disruptive pass defender. He is not necessarily the guy that is trying to take on double teams and do all of that against the run. Getting the lead early is critical. That's why the first quarter matters more in this game than other games. You want to play from in front if you're the Dallas Cowboys.
0: Nick, are you back? All right, we're gonna go with Dave. Dave, giving us give us another question.
5: <laughs> <laughs> I actually, it's funny you bring that up, Bucky, because it seems like uh, it's been a talking point on Twitter the last couple days. Is you know, analytics are obviously a bigger part of this conversation than than they ever have been. And it, it was kind of a surprising talking point that Aaron Donald, obviously we all know what he can do to disrupt the pass, but people are trying to say that he's an average or even a below average run defender. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but you're kind of suggesting that he's not as good at that part of his game. How true is that exactly? Because from my very elementary understanding, he's pretty great all the way across the board. No, no, no.
3: Look, he's a disruptive player at the point of attack, but if we sat here and had Aaron Donald on the show, he would tell you, I would rather get after the quarterback. He stops running backs on the way to knocking the quarterback down. And typically what happens is when you run at guys like that. Now, what Wade Phillips did in the past, he let Aaron Donald freestyle a little bit, put him on the move, let him shoot through gaps. Is Brandon Staley going to do the same thing? Or is he going to ask him to play a little more traditional at the point of attack? And so if the Cowboys are able to run the football and kind of, what I say, soften Aaron Donald with some of those body blows where he's having to deal with a big offensive line leaning on him down after down after down, how much is he going to have left to really get after the passer? That is the big thing. So it's not necessarily an indictment on his run game, but it's saying, I would rather make him defend the run than free him up to come after the passer because we know he's a dominant pass rusher for sure.
5: Which adds a follow-up to that real quick. Um, and I said this yesterday. I know the Cowboys and Rams played in in 2019 and the Cowboys won easily. But I think the game that that left an impression on Cowboy fans is obviously the playoff game that they lost a couple years ago. Aaron Donald, they did a pretty darn good job of holding him in check in that game. It was in Sue. That really messed with them in the interior of that game. So we know Mike Brockers has been there forever. Is he on that level, or do they have a guy that can team with Donald? You know, if they can keep Donald under control, is there somebody else that can wreck that game plan because of the attention that they're paying to Aaron Donald?
3: No, I don't, I don't think they have anybody in the fold that can do that. Um, we can talk about Sebastian. Joseph Day and Michael Brockers being inside as complimentary players, but those are not the guys that are going to give you the kind of headache and problems that Aaron Donald would, or like Endomic and Sue would. So, I think the big thing will be, can you run it and establish it early? Because there are a couple of different ways that the Cowboys can come out. The Cowboys can come out passing, see if they can put two quick scores on the board, and then get Zeke established and begin to control the game using their offense basically as their defense. We've seen them do that in previous years when they've won the NFC, 2014, 2016, 2018. That was kind of the approach. You have to be able to really make the Rams play from behind. You want to make that defense have to kind of play an even-steven defense. So... Punishing them inside may mean running at Donald to see if he can hold up against the double teams at the point of attack. All
0: right, Bucky man, we appreciate you now taking. I have some... a
2: question for you. All
0: right, go ahead and finish up, man. No, go ahead.
2: I was gonna, I was gonna ask you. With no preseason games, uh, are you expecting this game to kind of start off slow and maybe they get a kick in by the second half of the game? You
3: know, I actually think this game will, will, will get sloppier as it goes down. I think the biggest advantage will be the team that is in the best condition, the team that has the most depth and the best condition. Without preseason games, without a full slate of scrimmages, no one has played 60 minutes. And so we can talk about training and doing all those things in the offseason. Football is only, um, you only get better playing football by playing football. So the advantage will be the team that has the most depth and the team that is in the best condition. So look for one of these teams to play at a faster tempo to see if they can bring that conditioning into effect very early. We've seen the Rams doing it in the past where the Cowboys elect to play at a quicker tempo. I know it's something that Mike McCarthy typically has in his bag. Will you see the Cowboys go no huddle and rip off four or five plays to see if they can test the depth of the Rams' defense?
0: All right, Bucky, before we let you go, I'm going to put you on the spot here. Uh, We usually make our picks on Fridays. It's Thursday, so I'm going to ask you to give us a pick. Looking at this matchup, who do you think wins this game?
3: Oh, I think the Cowboys win this game. I think the Cowboys have the advantages on both sides of the ball. Offensively, I think they have overwhelming talent. I think they can overwhelm the Rams. From a defensive standpoint, people will not talk about the Rams' offensive line, but the Cowboys' front seven should have a decided advantage. And if there's one matchup to watch, look for Everson Griffin to wear out Andrew Whitworth. Andrew Whitworth is a declining player. Everson Griffin is a high-end player. He should have a dominant game. And if he hits Jerry Goff a couple of times, it will change the tenor of this performance.
0: All right, man. Well, we appreciate it. Like really it. great analysis this week. Love that, and uh, we'll be uh, hitting you up next week, have you back on next Wednesday and Thursday. Until then, uh, appreciate you joining us. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll hopefully get Nick back on here, and uh, we'll we'll continue talking Cowboys versus Rams. We'll be right back. This is DallasCowboys.com. Since
1: 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Want to show your Texas and team pride, too? You can. By purchasing your own Stetson, you can look just like how the flag guys do on field at every home game. Stetson hats, the official crown of all self-respecting Cowboys and your favorite football team.
5: Get yours today at shop.dallascowboys.com or at stetson.com.
2: Back
0: to the break. Welcome back to the second segment of the Break Live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. We appreciate you guys taking some time with us. Uh, we just finished our interview with Bucky Brooks. Again, some really interesting things he had to say. Hope you guys are enjoying that. We're going to have him on, like I said, every Wednesday and Thursday. He'll be a part of the show giving us some uh, good analysis on the opposing team's offense and defense. Um, let's talk a little bit about the Rams matchup. I had some questions for you guys. Um, the first thing I, I, w- I want to hear from you guys about is, you know, how do you think the Cowboys handle the challenge of, of Aaron Donald? Uh, Dave, I know in the in the segment with Bucky, you talked about how, you know, last time the Cowboys played, he, he they actually handled him pretty well, relatively speaking, for Aaron Donald. It was and that was giving him a lot of problems, but he still is a dynamic player, and I would say probably the most dynamic player on their defense. That being said, how do you think the Cowboys manage that? Let's start first with you, Nick.
4: Well, I think that, you know, we'll see where he lines up. I mean, like, that's the thing about preseason games. You don't know – and not that he was going to play a lot of preseason games anyways, but they they handle him with, with whoever's in front. It'll be Connor Williams. It'll be Joe Looney. It'll be Zach Martin, and then, but it'll be a, a combination of all of those. You have to find out where he's going to line up first, uh, and then you know the, that's where the it's so important for the line calls for Joe Looney to be on point with what he's doing and where they're going to shift things towards Aaron Donald. They have to because even Zach Martin, I think, would have problems with him one on one.
0: Amber.
2: Well, you know, I hear the name Aaron Donald, and I'm like, ooh, ouch. But then Bucky came on here making it sound like the Cowboys are going to be able to handle him. No big deal. I mean, he did speak of how good of a player he is, but he somehow brought down my anxiety level a little bit going into this game. Um, I think the Cowboys just find a way. I mean, there's nothing else to add to what Nick said. Is basically who's in front of him and maybe get a couple of guys to help Uh, detain him. And we'll just see. I mean, with all the current problems that the Cowboys are dealing with in the O-line, it'll be interesting to see how they figure out the right matchup there.
5: Dave. I just think, and and you're not wrong, AG, in my opinion. That's sort of why I brought it up to Bucky is uh, I think the world of Aaron Donald. And he's going to make some plays in this game if I had to guess. But he doesn't have a ton of help. Um, you know, like I said, in the playoffs a couple years ago, he had and Sue to make plays when, when he couldn't. Uh, you know, they had Dante Fowler during, uh, you know, their their success over the last couple years. Again, Samson Ebukam, good role player. I don't think he's ever been asked to do this much. And Leonard Floyd, first-round pick, but who has not really grown into that type of talent. So Aaron Donald's going to make plays, if I had to guess. But I think, you know, between those three guys, hopefully... Hey Rams, if you want to put Donald in front of Zach Martin as often as possible, that would be great. Uh, but between the three of them, I think they can deal with it. And I just don't think there's anybody else in that front seven that scares me. Like for you know for the fact that Lyle Collins can't play, I would like to think this is a favorable matchup for for Cam Irving or whoever else plays that spot. That they should be able to handle that while everybody else worries about Aaron Donald. Yeah. If how much I'm...
2: do they move him around?
5: Donald. A lot. Yeah. I mean, theor- theoretically, he can do any. I mean, yeah, they they play him all over the interior. He's lined up at end on occasion. Like, they can put him wherever they want him. Yeah. But I would guess that Connor Williams and Zach Martin are going to do the bulk of that work. And, you know, the interesting thing
0: there is if I were the Rams, I would probably look at this like I really want to have him matched up on Connor Williams because I want to test Connor Williams' strength. That's been the area where he struggled uh, throughout his career. Now, it may be very different this year. He may have corrected some of those things. He may be a much stronger player at this point uh, than maybe he's been in the past. But if I were him, that's how I would look at it. I would look at opportunities to be able to really challenge him. and And, and that may mean... I, get an, I overload that side a little bit, so I, I isolate Joe Looney, I isolate him, I isolate uh, Tyron, so they're all having to worry about different guys and then see if I can get Aaron Donald one-on-one to be able to get the best of Connor Williams. I think that's their best matchup because I agree with you, Dave. I don't think they have a ton of other guys on their defensive front that really are going to, in a one-on-one situation, I think would, would really take advantage of of the Cowboys let's flip over to the other side of the ball and I look at this receiving core for the Rams and I think personally I think it's their best position by far um, as far as just depth and and the guys that they throw out there you've got Cooper Cup you've got Robert Brooks and you got Van Jefferson all quality receivers Van Jefferson being a rookie uh, but still a quality player from everything that we've we heard of him going into the draft that being said How well do you think the Cowboys are equipped in the secondary to be able to handle a group of wide receivers that are this deep and this good? Let's start first with you, Nick.
4: I don't think it's a good matchup for the Cowboys. I think that the Rams would get the check mark if you were doing that, you know, old school and tangibles type, you know, uh, down the line. Just because Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, they're they're better receivers than what the Cowboys have at corner, at least of what we see. And the Cowboys are banged up there. Cheeto's been uh, banged up. Jordan Lewis may not play. Uh, Anthony Brown is one of your best players. They got a rookie over there, Trayvon Diggs. So just a lot of question marks. Cooper Cupps, I think, one of the more underrated players in the league. He may not be that, that well-known to everybody, but he scores touchdowns. He scores a lot of touchdowns. Uh, he's a good red zone player. Amber.
2: I just think this is one of those games that the I, I hope the Cowboys defensive line is able to create some pressure and help them out, <laughs> help the secondary out. But I mean, That was
0: pointed at me, wasn't it. it? We'll
2: see. I'm not, <laughs> not going to start the argument again with you that we had last uh, yesterday, but um, I do think that the this is one area where the Rams do have an advantage over the Cowboys.
5: Dave. Nick took the words right out of my mouth, like, you know, I I always talk about how underrated I think Ryan Kerrigan is. Cooper Cup is kind of entering that conversation in terms of like I just don't think he gets the credit that he deserves. And if I were the Rams, I would be leaning on him because uh, I, I mean he can do a little bit of everything. He can play inside, he can play outside. But you know, theoretically, we think. Jordan Lewis would be the Cowboys' top choice at nickelback. He's probably not going to play. You're probably looking at Daryl Worley and maybe a little mix of Anthony Brown as your slot guys. I would be trying to take advantage of that matchup if I were the Rams. I think uh, Cooper Cup can be your your safety net and also a big play threat. I, you know, I would be trying to get the ball to him as often as possible. That's not a knock on the other guys, but you know, I I don't I don't dislike. You know, for all the for all the trash people want to talk about him, like I think Cheeto Woods Cheeto can probably hold his own against Robert Woods more often than not. But I just worry about Cup's ability to get open inside and outside. You know, I will say this, Dave.
0: I actually I agree with you that Cooper Cup is a very, in my opinion, somewhat underrated player. I actually think the same of Robert Brooks. I think Robert Brooks is a really, really good wide receiver that doesn't always get Robert the same. Woods. I'm sorry, Robert Woods. You don't like him Robert that Brooks. much. I'm thinking Robert Brooks from back in. I don't know. Was that the Packers back in the uh, the '90s? Packers. Robert Brooks. Yeah, Robert. No, Robert he
4: probably played. He what? probably played with Bucky Brooks. Right, Maybe probably so. Thinking, Maybe I'm Bucky. getting it all Seriously. confused.
0: But, no, Robert Brooks, I, I I think he is a guy that is that is – I'm sorry, <laughs> Robert Woods. Sorry. He's a very, very, very <laughs> underrated, very underrated player. I think he is really? A, a really good, right, a really good <laughs> wide receiver. And I actually think that that's where you're – in this, if I were looking at these matchups, I think that's the guy that I'm more worried about, even a little bit more than Cup, for this particular game. All right. Final question I have for you guys on this Rams-Cowboys matchup. How concerned are you that Jalen Ramsey will take Amari Cooper out of this game? We saw last season there were some games when Amari matched up against some of the premier corners in the league where he wasn't at his best. He didn't have his best games. Do you think this is one of those games? Let's start with you. I don't care. (laughs) Nick, let's start with you. He's
4: on the road. (laughs) (laughs) It is a road game. (laughs) Mm. Wait, who'd? but there, but, there, but there's no fans, so I don't know. That's a good one. I don't know. I don't know what Amari Cooper is like with with no fans. You know, we've seen this before with with other guys that tried to you know match up with him one on one. It's not good for the Rams to do that. It's really not. Like if Jalen Ramsey or anybody wants to say, well, I go one on one with Amari Cooper, that's not a good matchup because that that means that the other guys are going to go one on one with their second and third guys. So i i don't know good luck with that because i don't think jalen ramsey will win every matchup with amari cooper and then you've got you are kind of you're you're fixing your whole defense around based off of that matchup so i think the cowboys would welcome if jalen ramsey does that
5: yeah shadow him follow him hold him to hold him to two catches for 15 yards i don't care that's why i drafted cd lamb that's what he's here for yep go ahead like shadow him all you want like I'm sorry about your fantasy team, Cowboy yeah. fans. But I if don't give got a Amari, damn. Yeah. If Amari Cooper catches, if Amari catches two balls for 15 yards, but Gallup has 85 and Lamb has 60 and two touchdowns, I don't care. And so that's just kind of how I feel about it. Yeah. Um, if they that's want, exactly if they, right. if they want Ramsey to travel with Coop, that's that's a okay with me because we got three of them. That's what they're here for. You agree with all that, Amber?
2: Absolutely, not just three, not just the receivers. We got the running backs too, who are, can do their own thing. So I'm not worried about it. Uh, the Cowboys have enough weapons on the offense All
4: to right. make He's, up for it. Dave's Dave's right about the fantasy team. If you got Dak, that's pre- pretty good. Zeke is good. Other than that, I want to no be disappointed part, yeah. a lot
0: because it's going to be a, a week-to-week and that's thing. A good thing. Yeah, that's good for the team. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. All right, we're going to take our final break. When we come back, no, we I power. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Dave.
5: What you got? Oh, I just, I've just i got Jarwin, and I feel good about it. That's all I'll say.
0: Nick does, too, don't you? Oh, no, you didn't get him, Nick. I know you were trying no. to get him. Didn't get him. No. <laughs> we're not going to get into fantasy it's talk. Okay. It's a tough tough subject for Nick okay. right now. All right, we're going to take our final break. When we come back, we're going to play our game. I know, <laughs> I think, fault. I have no idea. We'll do that when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com radio.
4: We're back with a tasty treat that's sweeping airwaves and taste buds. It's new Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. Let's take a listen.
1: Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda's here A new combo that's music to my ears Okay, let's play Cream Soda and Dr. Pepper time Pour it in a glass of
4: ice. Ah, music to my ears and mouth New Dr.
1: Pepper and Cream Soda A delicious duet Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys?
5: back to the break Welcome
0: back. We're in the final segment of the break. We're live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. And uh, we got a little game for you guys today in this final segment. We're going to call this game I know, I think, I have no idea. What we're going to do is we're going to start each of us is going to start uh, our sentence with, I know, and we'll go around and see what everyone knows. Then I think and what everyone thinks, and then I have no idea and what everyone has no idea about. All right, So let's start first with, I know. I'll go first to kick this off so you guys get an idea of what the game is. I know the Cowboys are the most talented team in the NFC East. Anybody agree,
5: disagree with that?
4: Um, I don't, I don't know I, it. I don't know
5: that. I think I know it right now. I mean, if the Eagles didn't have so many injuries, I think they could probably argue. But they're just they're so banged up right now, you know, losing, losing, starting offensive linemen, losing receivers, their quarterbacks, gimpy. What else is new? So, yeah, I mean, no, I, I agree with you right now. All right. All right. Let's go with you, uh, Amber. I mean, I'm sorry, Nick, what you have?
4: No. I, basically, what I was going to say is I know that that doesn't always matter. That's what I know. Talent. I mean, it's great, <laughs> right. it's great to say. It's good to have the players. But I know for a fact that having the best players doesn't always mean you're going to have those NFC East hats at the end.
0: Yeah, frankly, I, I think they had the most talented team in the NFC East last year. And it didn't obviously make a difference. So, yeah. Right. yeah. Right. Amber. They did. <laughs>
5: I... I
2: This one could go into the I think category but I'm gonna choose it for my I know. I know that Blake Jarwin is gonna have a really good season. Dak Prescott is gonna gonna utilize him a lot. Blake has had a great amazing training camp in my eyes. He's done a great job catching the ball, blocking, getting open. I feel that Dak is gonna it's just like he gets in the area where Dak feels comfortable. So I think he's gonna. Dak is going to be looking for him quite a lot, regardless of the fact that we keep talking about all these amazing wide receivers that they currently have. I think that Blake Jarwin is going to be that safety blanket for Dak Prescott throughout the season.
5: What are you doing stealing my talking points? Uh- <laughs> like- I'm the Jarwin guy. I've been the Jarwin guy. It's okay, so, I've been the so Jarwin
2: fun. girl too. So
5: answer this we're, question. We're for usually me. we're usually aligned. If you guys both think he's gonna yeah. have a good
0: season, define for me what you call a good season statistically. What would be a good season for him?
5: That's a very it's a very good question because there's obviously a lot of um, there's a lot of competing people for targets. Like I understand that. Um, I th- a successful season first of all. Like I'm looking for splash plays more than anything. I don't need him to catch a hundred balls. That would be weird. But I think he's got great potential to be a red zone mismatch. It's been something that's lack been lacking from this offense in my opinion. Um, so you know, I think he's got the potential. What he? Had, I think he had three touchdowns last year. Um, I think he's got the potential for somewhere between six and ten if they use him in the red zone the way that I think they can. Um, and then. You know, if he catches fifty balls for seven, eight hundred yards, I think that's doable. All right, Nick, what do you know?
4: Well, I know I suck at technology. I know that. <laughs> like, I, I know that that I'll I'll figure Fair? this out at some point before Thanksgiving. I know that. Um, I I know Ezekiel Elliott is a dang running back, and I and I I say that because I feel like there's this narrative that. He's going to just turn into Alvin Kamara or something like that because he's working on his passing receiving. and So, yeah, that's nice and great. And I know we try to get him the ball more and get him more in the passing game. But he's a running back. They need to run the ball. He's going to be the guy running the ball between the tackles. If all goes right, he's going to be running out the clock in these games. And so, yes, he might be a little bit more as a pass receiver at times. But on third and one, third and two, you know exactly where he's going to be and where he's going to get the ball, and and they got to figure out how to pick it up. So yeah, it's it's nice and cute that he's getting a few passes here and there. He needs to be running that football, and I think that's exactly what he's going to be doing.
0: All right, Dave, tell us what you know.
5: I know that Dak Prescott is going to have the absolute best season of his career. It won't even be debatable by the time it's all said and done. Uh, I think that's true for a variety of reasons. I think he's gotten better every year of his career. And that was with coaching, sometimes getting in the way of that, in my opinion, he's got more talent around him than he ever has. And that's saying a lot because he's been on talented offenses for most of his career with a very few exceptions. Um, I think he's going to downplay it, but I think he's got a chip on his shoulder about not having a deal. I know from having a relationship with him that he lives off of being doubted. He wants to be doubted. He wants to be able to shut people up. And, uh, you know, it's a first world problem, but not getting that deal is, is a way to fuel that fire, in my opinion. And I just think, you know, adding Mike McCarthy, having Kellen Moore here to, to add, to continue that, you know, the continuity that he already had, I just think the sky's the limit. I'm, I'm not brave enough to say I think he's gonna win MVP, but uh, I think he's going to kill it. I think, you know, you know 30, 30 or more touchdowns, best efficiency numbers of his career. And I think the Cowboys are going to make the playoffs, which was the big knock on him last year. So I'm just I'm buying Dak stock all day, every day. Awesome. Amber, what do you he's gonna think? He's
2: going to be clutch.
5: They're going to make the playoffs, so yeah, he, he's going to have to have some clutch moments if they're going to make the playoffs. They went what went one in six against uh, playoff teams or winning teams last year, which people that don't like Dak love to trot that out. They never point out that that's never been the case in any other year of his career. Mm-hmm. He's consistently done that against winning teams every other year. I'm very confident saying that's an outlier. So yeah, he's he's going to be clutch. I'm not saying you know they're not going to go sixteen and zero, but he will have moments. So,
0: Amber, what do you think?
2: I think that the Cowboys should be better in the red zone this year, mainly because of all the offensive weapons that they got. Um, I, I saw certain, and again, it's, it's just so hard to evaluate everything during these training camp practices, but from, from what I saw, I think they're going to have some improvement there and be able to score more points than they were last year. So that's what I think though. We'll see. All
0: right. Nick, what do you think?
4: I think Dak's numbers are going to go down, and I think that's a good thing. And everything that, that uh, Dave just said about him having a good year and he said it, a great year and he said it's not gonna be debatable. I think it'll be debated by people that look at numbers because I don't think he's going to have as many passing yards. But I hope he doesn't because, again, like I said, I think these games need to be different in the fourth quarter, running the ball a little bit more, not having to sling it around because you're down 21 points or something like that. I think his numbers go down. Some of his stats go down. I think his quarterback rating goes up, uh, turnovers, you know, hopefully those go down. I think his numbers won't look as good. I think he'll be a better player, though, than he was last year.
5: Dave, what do you think? I think that we are glossing over some of this team's issues in the back seven. And this kind of, I mean, we talked about this at length yesterday, so we don't have to do it too much. But everybody's happy at training camp. Everybody looks good. You know, Leighton and Jalen looked amazing throughout training camp. We all feel good about what we saw from Trayvon Diggs. Derek thinks that the safety position is as good as it's ever been, apparently um so everybody's feeling real happy and you know the nfl is not usually that tidy you know like teams know what your weaknesses are they know how to exploit you i don't think the world of jared goff but he is a pretty good quarterback he's got some damn good receivers i just think that that's going to be an issue for this team probably and that's not to say you know they'll still win games but it ain't the legion of boom back there and i feel like People sort of – a lot of rose-colored glasses this time of year is what I'm trying to say.
0: Just to be clear, I don't think that the safety position is the best it's been in a long time. (laughs) I think it's better than last year. But I will say this uh, real quick. What I do think is I think Trayvon Diggs will be the best cornerback on this team by the end of the season. Um, I think I've seen enough uh, so far that I think he is – going to be a really a really good great thing or a bad thing Well, I think I that's my say, point. That's my point. I, mean, I actually think there's I hey, think there's hey, two Darren, parts to that. Diggs. I think there's hey, two parts to that.
4: Hey, Derek. Yeah. Darren Hambrick led this team in tackles one year. <laughs> right. No. I, get all, saying, I get all that. I get all that. That has
0: got to be the best. I don't think I don't think to be honest with you, they have another premier cornerback. I think they have a bunch of guys who are okay, at best pretty good. I don't think they have a premier cornerback. I think Trayvon Diggs has the kind of acumen that I think he can end up being what the Cowboys have been longing for a cornerback, not just a guy that can actually cover, but a guy that can get his hands on on balls and actually turn the ball over. And so I think from that standpoint, he's going to make some of those plays this year. And by the time the the season is done, we're going to be talking about him in that way. He is actually a game changer because he will make plays and turn the ball over where the Cowboys haven't consistently had a cornerback to do that in a very, very, very long time. So,
4: he scares me though.
0: Why? You think he'll take too many chances? Because
4: I think he's a, I, I, I think he's a guy that'll hit two home runs a game and strike out three, and 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 I don't, I mean. The, the, and a strikeout, just one out. But in co- in, in football, a cornerback, if you if you give up a big play, I think he, he's a guy that can get interceptions, but I think he's also going to be a guy that will get double moved and get beat deep. And so that's what's kind of scary. I think he can make big plays for both teams, and that's not always good for a corner.
0: I would, I would be more worried about that if I thought the Cowboys were going to be offensively challenged. I think the Cowboys are going to sc- score a ton of points. And so if you're going to score a ton of points, then to me, I can take a a cornerback that may give up up some some big plays if he's also going to make some big plays, right? Um, But if if you're playing really, really close games that are, you know, 2017 games, then I I think in that instance I I would agree with you and I'd be a lot more concerned with a guy that can give up a big play because that usually would end up being a game that you would lose. Real quick before we end the show, let's get to I have no idea. Let's start first with you, Amber. What do you have no idea about?
2: I have no idea about many things, but one of them, honestly, I have no idea if Kellen Moore is actually gonna be able to have another great year. I I wonder if the whole sophomore slump ap- applies into coaching or not. You know, he he had a really really good year last year, but and, and we keep talking great amazing things about the offense, all the guys that they got and how intelligent Kellen Moore is and all of that and the changes and not being so predictable anymore. But at the same time, you you have to kind of take a step back and be like, okay, anytime we talk so highly about something, we've seen it before where then the year starts and it doesn't turn out to be that way. So I just have no idea if Kellen Moore's offense is actually going to be as good as we keep talking about.
5: Dave. I mean, it would be easy to say I have no idea if we're going to play 16 games. But in the interest of not being a bummer, I think we all know what's going like. We know the stakes with COVID, so we can just address that as we get to it. But as far as football, um, I have no idea how much I should believe in this offensive line. And I, I, I know that I said at the beginning of the week, and I still feel this way. I'm concerned about Lyle Collins not being there but I'm not that concerned but just in general the whole you know the whole puzzle of this thing Lyle's already on injured reserve Tyron Smith has basically been a lock to miss three games for you know three or four years at this point I mean that's just a given um Connor Williams is coming off of an ACL and I just you know I have no idea what this thing and for that matter he doesn't miss a ton of games but Zach Martin has dealt with injuries in recent seasons as well um so and and they're still good when they're all healthy, but I guess that's the thing is I have no idea what my expectations should be for how they hold up, and that is a concern because you need those guys available and playing well for everybody else to look good. Nick, what do you have no idea about?
4: I I you know I I don't I don't have any idea how how these games are going to go uh, with the setup of, of everything. I, I don't I don't know what having no fans. Is that going to help the road team now? Is that is that going to neutralize things? Does it does it affect the fan? Are they going to pipe in crowd noise? I mean, are they going to do it more for home teams or less for, for when when the visiting team? I mean, you factoring in the fact that all the, you know, there's a lot of Dallas fans typically that go to games in L.A. I doubt they're doing that. I'm just saying, what does it look like when a guy catches a pass on third and nine and he has a 14-yard pass late in the third quarter? W- what happens? I don't know. I don't know. Is Zeke going to be feeding to who for what? I mean, like, I, I just I'm not sure what's going to happen with with an empty stadium. I don't know.
0: I will end this with uh, I have no idea what Jalen Smith will be as a player this season. Uh, last year, I don't think he had his greatest year. Uh, this year, during training camp, I saw some things that were very, very. Uh, that made me made me have a little different opinion of him uh, because I thought he looked good, particularly in pass coverage. I thought he looked uh, much better than what I'd seen at any other point in his career here with the Cowboys. I'm interested to see, is Jalen Smith capable of getting back to the player that he was in college before that horrific injury? I think since he's been with the Cowboys, we've seen moments where He looked really good and made some outstanding plays. I don't know that we've seen him put it together uh, consistently throughout an entire season where he looked like he was the athletic specimen that he was back when he was with Notre Dame. I'm interested to see and I have no idea right now if this year would be that year and if we actually get to that point where we get to see him play at that level of football. I think the Cowboys would love that if their their bet on him pans out to be that good, but I completely have no idea on how that's going to turn out. Fun game. We appreciate you guys being uh, playing along here with I Know, I Think, I Have No Idea. We'll be back on tomorrow. We're going to get you guys ready for Cowboys versus Rams. Till then, for Nick Eatman, Dave Helm, and Amber Garcia, I am Derek Eagleton. This has been The Break, live on DallasCowboys.com. Radio.
5: This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club.
3: How about you, Cowboys? Yeah!